Welcome to Hopecast, the podcast making suicide a part of the everyday conversation. My name is Lauren and I'm the host of Hopecast. And my name's Annie and I'm the community fundraising officer at Papyrus. It's a nice change for you to be here, isn't it, Annie? Being Because normally you're in the fundraising department, now you're a guest on Hopecast. Yeah, it's really nice. I, I listen to these um, and I think they're really great. So I feel like, oh, nervous. I want to do it justice because I think these are really <laughs> great. So, yeah, it's really exciting to be on here. Oh, no, it's great. it's great to have you. So tell me a bit about the work that you do within the fundraising department. Um, So there's myself and a couple of other fundraising officers. And our job is to basically just support anyone who wants to fundraise for Papyrus. Um, so we will send them out emails, call them, talk to them about their plans or events or what they want to do for Papyrus. Um, we send them out things like leaflets, t-shirts, wristbands, any way that we can basically support them. Um, We get to go to lots of events as well when we're not in the office, which is really great. Um, We love getting out into the community and supporting um, anyone who fundraises for us. So yeah, it's a really varied role um, and it's, it's really exciting. It's very different every day. Um, so yeah it's really enjoyable we've got a great small little team and you're also hands-on with the fundraisers as well and you really are from start to finish you're there every step of the way to support fundraisers yeah definitely Um, I I think that's the best way to be I think a lot of people have so much passion for the charity but aren't exactly sure what they want to do so we we kind of just like guide them um, and give them you know examples of what people have done before um, and then yeah we'll support them right up until their event or whatever it is that they're doing Um, and then we love seeing people you know succeed so whether they hit their fundraising target or they've ran that full marathon which is such an achievement for them or whatever it is they've done um we love doing shout outs on social media and just saying thank you for what what they've done because um you know the charity literally couldn't survive without the work of um these amazing fundraisers so yeah it's it's a it's a great job i really love working for papyrus you can see that when you're talking through it, you're so passionate, like you beam up when you talk about your work, Annie. And it's just so great to have you feature on this month's episode um, as we want to shine a light on fundraising and help our supporters understand how we can help them with their fundraising efforts. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people maybe, as I said, love the charity, but don't really know which direction they want to go in. So, you know, it's great to be able to be on this podcast and let them know that there is a whole team you know, literally waiting to help them. Um, And there's so many things that we can do kind of to help them. Um, They just need to get in contact with us, drop us us an email or, you know, give us a call um, and we'll help in any way that we can. The life-saving work that takes place across the UK couldn't be done without the amazing support from Papyrus fundraisers. So it's it's invaluable what any, any fundraiser does. Yeah, definitely. Um, We have some incredibly generous fundraisers, you know, who will donate and fundraise. We have so many amazing people who will support and spread the message. You know, we we have communities that we'll do work with and we just find that there's so many people willing to help. And, you know, part of our mission as a charity is is just to raise awareness. Um, And so these supporters and communities and volunteers Um, that go out and just speak about us that's just as important as our amazing fundraisers so yeah that they they make it possible for us to you know keep going and kind of 
fulfill our mission like every day everyone who talks about us whether it's on social media or in the community you know it's it's amazing the support that we get and sadly a lot of people choose to fundraise for papyrus because of personal lived experience of suicide and having a personal connection to suicide whether that's having struggled themselves or they might have lost a loved one to suicide or they might be supporting a loved one through the most difficult time it creates a unique drive to make a difference um which makes it even them even more determined um to make a difference yeah definitely we, we speak a lot in in our head office in Warrington that's where our team is and we speak a lot about how we just have the most incredibly driven fundraisers um it, it's hard sometimes to hear you know of these personal stories and 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 what these what these people have have been through but but the drive and the passion that they have to make sure that you know that no one ever feels like how they feel no no one else is bereaved by suicide you know that the passion that they have is absolutely incredible and the lengths they will go to 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 to, to raise money for us and to raise awareness for us is is incredible so we're we're so grateful for every single person who raises money for us, helps us, fundraises for us. Um, as I said, it's it's a privilege to do my job and I'm sure the rest of the team would agree because um, our fundraisers just make it so easy to do what we need to do. It really does. It takes incredible strength to do that and to fundraise. And we've got Vicky coming up later in the episode and she's the community fundraising manager at Papyrus. So it'll be great to have her on board as well and speak to her about what she does in the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, Vicky's been at Papyrus for a few years now. So I think it'll be really interesting to get her perspective because she's seen us kind of through covid out the other side you know so so she has a real um kind of like overall perspective of how the charity's grown and I think it has grown a lot and it's still growing so it's it's such an exciting time to kind of be be on this podcast and be chatting to you it's been a really tough three years as well like as it's as the as your fundraising team the, you know you still continue to fundraise given the circumstances we've had covid we're now in a recession and money is really tight for a lot of people across the uk at the moment and i think that's it means that bit more the fact people are struggling and they're still willing to donate to charity and make and want to support people yeah a hundred percent you know and with things like regular giving you know people people will still give you know five pounds every month even though maybe they're struggling to pay their rent you know people people will still support their friend you know on on a on a sponsored cycle even though they're struggling you know, t- to get supplies that they might need for their house. You know, people are just so incredibly generous. Um, and I think it really just, again, says a lot about, you know, who our supporters are um, and who our fundraisers are. And they're just, they're very, very generous people. Um, and it's amazing to see friends and family kind of rallying behind them um, and supporting them, whether financially or not. You know, also we, we get so many people who just send kind emails and kind messages to our supporters and and I think that means just as much as well. There are lots of myths that surround suicide and the aim of this section is to dispel some of these myths. In this segment of Hopecast we try eliminate these common misconceptions. Today's myth is one that a lot of people can get confused with and wonder how they can do more to support someone they're concerned about. Only experts can prevent suicide. Of course this is a myth. 
I think everyone has a role to play in suicide prevention. And I think that we believe kind of as a charity that by equipping people with tools to recognise and respond to suicidal behaviours, that means that they can start a safe conversation with someone that they're worried about. Absolutely. I mean, it's having those tools and having the confidence to have that potentially life-saving conversation and being, it, it, when it comes to suicide, you've got to be really direct and straight. And it's it's really difficult, but just say, if you've got concern, listen to someone and say, just be really straight and honest and say, are you, are you thinking about suicide? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think a lot of people get, get nervous about asking, you know, or, or think, think that they might get kind of laughed at or something like that but you know what I say is it's always better to ask if 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 they are feeling that way then hopefully they would they would open up to you if you ask directly and if they're not then you know they know that they have a concerned friend for when they are if they are ever feeling like that so I think never be embarrassed um to ask someone because it just shows that you're concerned and that you care absolutely and even if you have to ask again and say are you sure and raise the point raise well I'm, I'm picking this I'm picking this up I've noticed and you're displaying these signs and and I think it just opens that door as well like even if they didn't feel comfortable then saying it it's opened that door thinking Do you know what I can trust this person because they, they've started that conversation with me and they've, they've picked up on my behaviors and they're listening and it, it doesn't take an expert to do that it doesn't take a suicide expert it doesn't take a specialist to do that that could be as a parent a teacher a friend having those skills to be able to do that no definitely and something I would say is if if you have had to have a difficult conversation definitely speak to someone you know it's 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 hard to hear that someone you love or, or someone you care about is experiencing those feelings it's hard for them and you know definitely try and help them get support as well but but it can also be hard for the the concerned other the person listening so I would just say just remember that it's it's good for you to get help as well if you've had to deal with a conversation like that and I will just kind of push our own boat out but just remember that we do have our hope line um and and it's not only for you know, young people who are feeling suicidal. It's also for concerned others, parents, teachers. So if, if you feel like you've had a conversation and you want to chat to someone about the conversation and kind of um, have kind of a debrief, definitely, definitely call because there are people there that are willing, you know, willing and want to listen to you. And that's another misconception that comes with Hope Plan. It must, it, some people presume you must be at crisis point and you must be the person experiencing suicidal thoughts or wanting to end your life to contact Hopeline, but actually it's a service for concerned others. Even you could be picking up signs for someone and you can ring Hopeline and say, I'm concerned about someone. How can I approach this conversation? They can talk you through the process and then you can call them back and have that debrief because it's it can be really difficult and emotionally draining and you can be really put together and really calm and collected in the moment. But when that person's gone and they've they feel they feel better you're left then having having dealt with a really heavy conversation so it's really important to have that and know that service that is there for you yeah definitely I think I think it's there and it's just worth using and it's the same kind of thing as what what I said about always asking someone it's always worth ringing up 
just even if it's just a five minute conversation and then you know they can give you some tips and tricks to help yourself you know never never feel like they're gonna you know put the phone down on you or tell you your case isn't serious enough because you know that just doesn't happen they're there to support you so if you feel like you need to talk to someone completely anonymously and and confidentially definitely use the service and as well hopeline would never rush you they would never turn anyone away and don't don't ever feel like you're wasting someone's time thinking, oh, I'm not the person at risk or I'm just, am I'm, I I'm wasting your time? They're not there for it. The fact that you're thinking about this and you're wanting to help is all is all that needs. That's, that's the first big step. Yeah, definitely. So welcome to Hopecast, Vicky. Yeah, it's a bit strange to be honest, but <laughs> don't normally uh, get to do anything like this. So it's nice to be nice to be with you. Well, you and Annie know it better than anyone else, how fundraising works and what you get up to on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Um, so we're a, a small but very busy team um, we, uh, and we cover the whole of the UK. So, so it's very varied um, in fundraising day to day. I would say that no two days are the same. Um, we do uh, spend a few days in the office, but our favourite things to do are to get out and about in the community. Uh, so that can be attending events or going to pick up checks from people. We have a lot to do with businesses all across the UK. So we get out and about meeting those people and um, we deliver sparks to those as well. So um, that encourages the, uh, the employees to sort of get involved with the charity, which we find is very useful. But in not knowing Vicky, what is a, what is a spark? Somebody who who's, doesn't know what it is, what is a spark? Spark is an introduction to papyrus, basically. It just tells people uh, it's to spark people's interest in papyrus. That's what, what it's called that. Um, so that's to introduce papyrus and it just gives a few overview stats of um, about suicide and then about our work, how we do different trainings out in the community and just talk a bit about fundraising as well. Really interesting and Annie, your, a lot of your work involves community fundraising as well, doesn't it? So what does that entail? Yeah, so community fundraising is basically anyone from anywhere who's part of a community that wants to fundraise for us. Um, So we have some amazing fundraisers. They're very passionate and very dedicated, um, which makes our job as a team a lot easier. Um, And it's amazing to see kind of what they get up to on a day to day basis. And I suppose you meet all different walks of life, don't you, at community events, because you go from the length and breadth of the country all over and you're seeing all different communities speaking to all different people. And because suicide affects everyone doesn't it everyone in society yeah exactly and I think it's really it's really amazing to go to all these different events and speak to people um and I think it really hits home why what we do at Papyrus is so important because so many people you know most of the fundraisers that we meet will have been affected by suicide in some way so it, it really it really hits home for me that you know it's such an important thing that we do at Papyrus and um, it's amazing that these fundraisers even after loss feel like they can still kind of carry on and, and support us um, so yeah it's really amazing to see. And there are some amazing fundraisers who who raise money for Papyrus and it's that personal connection sometimes unfortunately that they might have lived experience themselves of suicide or know someone they've lost to suicide but it's that drive to make a difference and prevent the stigma around suicide and the prevention of young suicide yeah exactly as I said like a lot of them have been bereaved by suicide um, and we also get some people who have actually spoken with our hopeline 
um, Hopeline UK. Um, so they, they've had to receive that support themselves um, and they're so grateful that they then go on to kind of fundraise for us, which again is just amazing that, that we can help people in, in a small way and that they then kind of want to give back to us. It really is. And what kind of activities do fundraise and volunteer, volunteers take part in? Because there's, there's loads of different ways you can fundraise and volunteer, but there must be some really fun ideas that people come up with along the way. Yeah, we, we get some um, amazing people doing amazing things. It's They range from, you know, having a bake sale in the office to running an ultra marathon in the desert, you know, to shaving their hair off. Um, we get a lot of schools and communities and university societies that do things as a group, maybe like a sponsored walk or like a society, um, have a charity of the year. Um, and pe people get up to absolutely crazy things that I would never even think of. Um, in a few weeks, we've got our parachute for papyrus. So we'll have a lot of amazing supporters in four different locations um, jumping out of a plane for papyrus which is amazing and we've just opened up our parachute for papyrus in September as well on our website so there's lots more spaces if anyone's interested in doing that in September it's an amazing event um, everyone who's ever done it has absolutely loved it and has come off buzzing with adrenaline um, so days like that are just so special that, that we get to be there as well um, and support these people because I personally could never jump out of a plane. <laughs> you must hear some amazing stories yourself, Vicky, because you've been at Papyrus quite a while now and some of the creativity that comes with fundraisers and that that drive to make a difference and get people donating. Yeah, I've been with Papyrus three and a half years now. So um, it's, uh, well, through COVID was a little bit different. We had people, people still thought of wonderful ways to fundraise for us, virtual marathons and things like that. The most strange one that I can remember is that someone did some wrestling in a bath of beans for us <laughs> won the prize and then donated the prize money to us. Oh, wow. um, oh it, was a, it might have been gravy, actually, um, a big vat of gravy. So, uh, oh, yeah, but this, like Annie was saying, we, we run our own events, sort of skydives, abseils, things like that, but people do come up with, amazing things um two young guys last year um went to the base camp in everest um people walk across the sahara desert and things like that and we we work with the partners who can get places on all these types of events so um we're really well set up to be able to help the supporters complete their challenge it's, it's just incredible when you think of people think oh i have to be a runner i have to run a marathon i have to be really sporty you can, you can get involved in any way possible and every little bit helps doesn't it yeah it definitely does it's um because i'm not sporty so i could never run a marathon but i did do the abseil off liverpool cathedral last year which was a great experience but there's things like walks smaller walks we can get places on like fun runs inflatable runs and things like that so anything you can think of that will raise money um we can help you and, and support you through that through that journey it's weird and wonderful uh, and the wackier the better <laughs> and i think that's really nice to hear as well like both yourselves in fundraising and the, the whole fundraising team they're there with fundraisers every step away right from the, the initial idea but you're you're right there with them to help see through and even after the fundraising challenge is complete or whatever you do you're there to support them we are yeah we uh, we like to uh, pride ourselves actually in our small team that we give our supporters a really good supporter journey right from that first phone call or email you know we're there with support we've got a really really good um, fundraising toolkit which we send out to people which has got loads of ideas and 
some people just approach us and say, I want to do something. I'm not sure what I want to do. Um, and this fundraising toolkit's got loads of ideas and things in there, like Annie said, bake sales or dress down days and to the big stuff like walking up Kilimanjaro, which is a, a big one, but we have had people do that for us. Wow, it's it's amazing. And just explain to our listeners how the money that they raise um, makes a difference. What does this mean to Papyrus as a charity? What what difference the money makes? So it costs millions of pounds to run uh, the charity each year to keep Hopeline going. And when we uh, go 24-7, it's going to be even more of a challenge for us. But the money raised um, helps us to continue running Hopeline UK. We've got trained advisors, professional advisors, so they are fully trained, paid staff, and we need to be able to keep them there so they're there for the young people when they need us. We also provide training out and about in the community, which we sort of touched on before, um, and again, that's paid staff that do that. So for us to provide all of the services that the parents want to provide, we need to raise as much money as possible. And again, it covers the whole of the UK, so... It's, it's a really big remit that we, that we cover. It is, and that even though Hopeline UK is fantastic and that really is that that first step to a young person or a concerned of seeking that support for training and going into these communities and breaking that stigma around suicide is invaluable and it couldn't be done without um, the support from fundraisers. So it's that little bit. Of, and people, I suppose people presume when, oh, when they're raising £100, what £100 can really go a long way, can't it? Oh, definitely, yeah. Even £5, you know, goes towards a contact to Hopeline UK, whether it be a text or an email. And every penny counts, you know, people always go on about the big fundraisers and that must be wonderful, but we wouldn't be able to continue our work without every single fundraiser that we have. It, it all adds up and it's um it's really great for us to see all the different types of communities and people that want to get involved with us and do their bits, how they can do it. It is, and I suppose there's that many high-profile fundraisers where they're amazing people, really high-profile ones, but it's also um, casual dress-down days and work, people, local people. It's it's every little bit helps, and everyone who does their bit in fundraising can make a huge difference. Definitely. So it's about it's about those fundraisers, but also we've got a really good uh, regular giving scheme. So if you don't want to go out and fundraise, if that's not for you, you know, we can uh, you can give two or three pounds a month to us regularly. And that also helps that builds up. We, we get our income is growing from that and we do want to grow that. Um, but again, it's it's only a few pounds a month. You know, if you buy a cup of coffee from Starbucks once a week, you could you could put some of that money towards charity by by being a regular giver with us as well. It's so lovely to hear quite how heartwarming it is as well to, and what it means to, to make that difference and what that can do to somebody's life. And for anyone listening and they're interested in getting involved in fundraising with Pirates, what would your advice be? I would say get in contact with the fundraising team. Our email address is fundraising at papyrus-uk.org or just go on our website and go on the fundraising section. There's loads of information and resources on there uh, that can help you get started. Like I said, that fundraising toolkit's a really good place to start if you're looking for ideas. And there's also all of our uh, challenges on the website as well if you want to get involved in that. Like Annie said, we've just opened up our uh, entries for the skydiving in September, which is always really popular. I think we've got about 40 people doing it for us in April across the country. It's not just in one place, it's in Ireland, uh, Scotland, Wales and England. So there's uh, all different uh, opportunities for people across the UK to get involved and things like that. Yeah, I'd just say if, if you want to do something like 
start planning and as Vicky said there's so much we can do to support um so sending over that toolkit is the first step but you know we can send out leaflets flyers t-shirts for you to wear at your event you know sometimes we even actually attend events um and I just think you know if if, if you're passionate about the cause definitely get in contact because we will be able to help you um in some way and We'd love to have you on Team Papyrus. It's, it's, it's an amazing team to be on. So now it's time for the questions from our Hopecast listeners. This is a segment on Hopecast where our listeners and followers can ask questions on this month's Hopecast topic. Yeah, so every month before we record the episode, we put a post out on our social media platforms on the topic of what we'll be talking about on Hopecast. And you guys have the opportunity to anonymously submit your questions and we'll discuss them with our guests. It's a great opportunity for our followers to ask those burning questions and maybe get them started on their fundraising journey. The first question that we had in, I'm interested in raising money for Papyrus, but I don't know how to get started. Okay, so um, I think, like I said before, the best way to get started is probably to visit our website. There's a menu on the top, fundraising, hit that, and it will give you some information around fundraising for us and the events that we run if it's not a challenge event you want to do it's something else um drop the fundraising team an email um and then we can uh, go from there we we send out a big information email as soon as someone contacts us which includes the fundraising toolkit and like i said we've got like an a to z menu on there of all different fundraising ideas for every letter of the alphabet so there's anything you could ever think of on there that's definitely the way to go and then we can help you with setting up a Just Giving page because that's the easiest way for you to collect your sponsorship money or your donations because that money comes directly to us and is also automatically gift aided, which is really great because we're able to claim back that extra money on everyone's generous donations. Yeah, I would also say if you're not sure about what you want to do, what do you enjoy? Like, what do you love? So maybe you love streaming and you have a platform and you stream games or you're on YouTube or, you know, something like that, or you love cycling or you love baking, you know, tie it in with something that you love because I think it's important to love what you're doing as well as raising for a charity that you love. So think about what you enjoy doing, maybe get a group of friends together and then go from there, I'd say. So the second question we got was, do I have to be based in Warrington to be able to fundraise? Absolutely not, no. Uh, our fundraisers, like I said before, based across the entire country, um, across the entire UK. So we've got fundraisers from Scotland down to Cornwall. So no, the short answer is no. And like I said, we've got loads of events that we put on in different places across the country or you can choose to do your own thing some people even choose to cycle across the country so you could do that too no that's brilliant and i think because the, H- the hq is based in warrington i think there's a lot of misconception you know i have to have to come to warrington yeah. i have to travel but actually it's a nationwide charity so you can wait even in northern ireland there's a base there scotland wales even there's, there's so many different regions in wales and you, it, it's it's possible and you can be doing it right on your doorstep definitely yeah it's, it's really easy and like i said before especially with fundraising collecting money and things like that if you do it on just giving all the hassles taken out of that so you can just get on with your fundraising wherever you are and, and the money comes to us and the last question is i've raised money for papyrus how can we securely donate this to you so if you've got cash we can send you out a paying in slip and you can take that to your nearest post office or hsbc branch um, and pay that in 
you can do a bank transfer to us you can write us a check if you're near to the office you can drop money in and we can bank it for you or you can like i say if you if you do it through um, an online platform it does it does automatically come to us so there's loads of um, easy options and they're all on our website as well so if you go under fundraising and ways to donate um, all the information's on there for you how to do it brilliant thank you so much vicky for joining us for hopecast you're welcome thanks very much for having me it was so nice having Vicky on this month's episode. It was great to have her on board. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, you know, we work together every day, but it can be kind of chaotic and we never get to, you know, really sit down and talk about in depth what we do and why fundraising is so important and how, you know, our amazing fundraisers really do play a massive role in the work we do to prevent suicide so yeah it was great it does and it's having hearing that perspective from fundraising and what both of you do a phenomenal job but hearing what you do and even learning from a fundraiser's point of view what difference the donations make yeah definitely as we said you know every every donation whether it's small or big it it makes such a difference to our charity you know we're not we're not a massive charity so it it really does mean the world every single donation make makes a massive difference and you know it it really helps in 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 our mission of kind of preventing young suicide and removing that stigma around talking about suicide as well Absolutely. And that's that's the end goal and breaking the stigma, like you say, and the prevention of more young suicide. And it was even really interesting to think of ways that you can get involved in fundraising. And it's not just your stereotypical fun runs and bake sales. There's all different ways that you can get involved and every little bit really does help. Yeah, definitely. We always, you know, about once a week, we'll have an email come in and we'll all just sit down and be like, how did someone think to do that? You know, people come up with incredible ideas, amazing ideas. Um, And as we said, our fundraisers and our supporters are just incredibly dedicated. um, And and it's, it's, it's really amazing that we get to just support them and kind of see them flourish in, in their challenges or in their, you know, bake sales or in their crazy ideas, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that we can just like support them in any way that we can. And it was great for me to be a part of that conversation because I certainly learned a lot from a fundraiser because I don't work in fundraising, but hearing what what difference it makes and what 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 difference it makes to young people's lives. Yeah, I'm glad, and hopefully it was helpful for our listeners to just hear, you know, that if if they want to get involved, you know, we'd we'd love to have them. Thank you so much for taking some time out to listen to this month's fundraising focused episode of Hopecast. Annie, you have been absolutely brilliant. It's it's been a pleasure having you on this episode. You can really see how passionate and dedicated you are and and Vicky is to what you do in fundraising and you the Pirates certainly couldn't do what it does without without all of your team and what you do yeah thank you so much for having me um it's been really great and I really hope that some of our listeners are kind of inspired to get involved now um and join us in making a difference and there is and there's so much especially coming into spring there's so much now hopefully the weather's changing and there's opportunities across the UK to get involved and I'm sure that'll all be shared on social media on the papyrus channels yeah definitely and if you take a look on our website on the fundraising page there's lots of different challenges you can get involved in and as we said if you're not sure what you'd like to do give us a call drop us an email and we'd be more than happy to help thank you so much for listening to Hopecast